Have you ever tried to learn English by watching TV shows? Is it even a good idea? Let's talk about it. Alright everyone, I'm Dan and I'm here to help you improve your English. So today we're going to be talking all about whether it's a good idea to learn English by watching TV shows. So if you're new here, do me a favor, subscribe wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. And don't forget to get your free downloadable study hacks guide right now by going to www.dansenseienglish.com slash study squad. You can get it right now for free. Today's podcast is going to have a few different talking points. The first thing is we're going to talk about, is it a good idea to use English Uh, to use TV shows to study English. We're also going to be talking about whether it's a good idea to have subtitles on or off. We'll talk about some common mistakes that people always make when they're trying to use TV shows to study English. And I'm going to give you some tips on the best way to do this stuff. And I'm also going to give you a bunch of TV shows that you should check out. So, let's jump straight into the first topic, shall we? Is watching TV a good idea for learning English? Yes! Okay, that's the end of the podcast. Finished. Good. (laughs) Now I'm kidding. But yes, it is a good idea, but it shouldn't be the only thing that you do. It should supplement, you know, the other stuff that you're doing, but it is a great idea. And the reason it's a great idea is it makes studying more interesting, right? Textbooks are great, but let's be fair, they're pretty boring. Like, what would you rather do? Read a textbook or watch a TV show? TV show is going to win every day for me. So, I think it makes English studying more interesting. It also teaches you some natural English, right? A teacher will speak to you in a way that's easy for you to understand. The CDs that come with your textbooks have those really unnatural conversations. But if you watch a TV show for native speakers, it's going to be a bit more natural and they're going to use things like slang and idioms and stuff that native speakers actually use when they're talking. So you're going to get a bit more authenticity in that environment. Um, It will also help you make connections with other native speakers, right? Native speakers, we love to talk about the latest show that just dropped on Netflix, you know. Recently it was Better Call Saul and now it's this new um, House of Dragon and stuff like that. So it gives you a chance to kind of connect with native speakers because you can talk about it. Like, yo, did you see that last episode of Better Call Saul? Let's talk about it. And nowadays, it's so much easier to access TV because on-demand services, you know, Netflix, Disney+, Hulu, whatever, Amazon, Prime. There's loads of them. There's loads of them. And they completely changed the game because you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, and it's awesome. So, for those reasons, I think learning English through watching TV shows is a great idea. The next question that people always ask When you're using TV shows to study English, should you have subtitles on or off? And that is not an 
easy to answer question. It's easy in one way. Never use subtitles in your native language. Otherwise, you won't actually listen to the English. You will literally just stop listening and you'll start reading. It's automatic. You can't stop it. If I'm watching a Japanese TV show and I put English subtitles, I don't listen to the Japanese. I don't. I just read the English part because it's easier for me to understand your brain. Just switches to the easiest thing. So don't use subtitles in your own language. However, if you are wanting to use English subtitles when you're listening to something in English, that can be all right. What I would suggest is first time, try and watch it without subtitles. See how you go. Maybe you can do it, maybe you can't. If you can't do it, then maybe you should think about, okay, let's watch it the first time with English subtitles and then try watching it again without the subtitles to see if it's any easier the second time. So yeah, subtitles can be okay, but it would be better without because when the subtitles on the screen, your brain is naturally going to try and read them and reading and listening at the same time is hard work. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't think there's a correct answer as long as the subtitles are not in your native language, I think you'll be fine. Now, the big problem comes in choosing a TV show that's actually suitable for you, right? Now, there's a few common mistakes that people make when they're deciding which TV show they're going to use to help them study English, right? The biggest mistake that people make is they choose something that is not interesting. You know, they go on Instagram and a teacher says, oh, you should totally watch Friends because it's great for learning English. And then you watch Friends and it's boring and you're not into it. It's not your cup of tea. In that case, don't watch it. <laughs> it's simple, don't watch it. Find something else that's more interesting to you. Everybody has got different tastes. Some people like drama, romance, comedies, animation, whatever you like. Find a show that you actually enjoy because if you enjoy it, you're more likely to try to keep going. If it's boring and you don't enjoy it, it's proper easy to stop. But if you actually enjoy the show, you enjoy the topic and the, the kind of the, you know, if it's a drama or whatever, if you enjoy that, it's going to be way, way easier. And it's not going to feel so much like studying. It's going to feel like, oh, I'm watching TV just in a different language. So that's cool. Um, Another mistake that people make is they choose a show that's either way too easy or way too hard for them. Like, if you're an advanced English speaker, don't go trying to watch Peppa Pig. That's, that's not good. It's crap anyway. But don't go watching Peppa Pig. It's too simple. If you're, a, you know, a lower intermediate learner, don't go watching something about, you know, evolutionary science or something like that. It's too hard. So try and find something that's a little bit harder than what you can understand. If you can understand like 80% of everything you're seeing, maybe it's not hard enough. If you're understanding 60%, 70%, probably all right, probably all right. If you're understanding less than 50%, maybe it's a bit too hard and you should find something a bit easier. That's something to think about as well. And the other mistake, the other mistake that people always make is they worry too much about understanding everything. 
I'm going to say this really clearly so you get it. The goal is not to understand everything. It just isn't. If that's your goal, you're going to fail unless you're watching Peppa Pig or something. What you should be worrying about is, do you understand the bigger picture? Are you getting the main idea? Are you able to follow the story? Even if you're not getting everything, are you able to follow roughly what's happening? That should be the goal. Not, oh my God, I didn't understand that one word in that 60 minute TV show, I didn't understand. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding enough that you can enjoy it and you can understand what's going on. That's the goal. So don't worry too much about understanding everything. I'll give you a hint. Um, no, I'll give you a, an example, I should say. Um, I was just reaching for a book off my shelf. So this book, this book called Majo no Takubin in Japanese. Uh, it's called Kiki's Delivery Service in English. Famous Ghibli movie, right? I've tried to read this book for like two years. And the first time I read it, I understood about 20%. And I got really disheartened, like, oh my God, I can't understand it. And then I looked up some words that kept coming up and then tried again and I got to like 30%. And this is an ongoing thing. I've been trying to read this book for years, um, but I still not got all the way through it. But each time I get a little bit further and each time I understand a little bit more. And it's not really about understanding everything. Just keep going. You'll, you'll naturally pick stuff up as you go along, as long as you're enjoying it. Put that back on my bookshelf. Anyway, so yeah, don't worry too much about understanding everything. Now, I do have some tips for you guys to help you use TV shows as part of your English studies, right? And some tips I think that people don't realize but are actually fantastic. The first tip I've got for you is slow the video down. A lot of these video playback websites, you know, Netflix or even YouTube, you've got the option to speed up or slow the video down, right? So if you're watching it and it's tricky and it's a little difficult, maybe knock it down to 80% speed. Maybe you're going to catch it a lot easier if it's just a little bit slower. So mess around with that. Find a, like a, a speed that's comfortable for you. If 100% is too hard, try 90, try 80. Maybe don't go down to 50%. And everybody is talking like this. That's not that natural. <laughs> um, but, you know, knock it down a bit. Might help you understand some more stuff. There's nobody that ever said you can only watch it once. Watch it a few times. Maybe first time you understand 50%, second time 60, second time 70. You know, every time you watch it, you understand a bit more. Watch it multiple times, especially if you enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, another mistake that people make is they like, they're watching a TV show and after about 20 seconds of the word, they don't understand. So they pause and they get their dictionary out and they search that. Okay, I understand that word, great. They close the dictionary, press play. 10 seconds later, there's another word they don't know. So they look it up and it takes them 15 hours to get through a 20 minute TV show because they're just looking up every single word that they don't know. Don't do that. Just don't. Uh, best thing to do is just let it go. Okay, I didn't understand that word. Never mind. If the same word comes up like six, seven, eight, nine times and you don't understand it, all right, look that word up. 
But generally, if a word comes up you don't know, let it go. Study it later if you want to, but don't stop what you're doing. Don't pause the TV show to stop what you're doing and go look at that word. Because it's going to be really, really disruptive to actually enjoying the TV show, you know? So, that's some tips that I think that people could use to get the most out of this, right? And in terms of, like, TV shows in general, everything in moderation, right? It's not the only thing that you should be doing to learn English, but it's a great way to practice listening and it's a great way to pick up natural phrases and words while you're just enjoying yourself. You know, everybody enjoys watching TV. Well, most people enjoy watching TV. And it's something you do for fun, but if you can do it for fun and learn a bit of English at the same time, that's a win-win. That's a great idea. So, you know, try and think about that kind of thing. One of the good points about this is that you will pick up new words naturally in context. Maybe you don't know the word, but then you'll see it in the situation. You'll see it in the sentence, in a real-life situation. And naturally, you can be like, oh, that's what that means. And I promise you, if you learn a word in context, you'll remember it a lot longer than a word from the dictionary. You just will. So it's great for practicing listening. It's great for picking up new words in context. And it's great for actually enjoying your study time. You know, maybe once a week. Sit down and watch a 20, 30 minute TV show in English. It'll be great to boost your English skill. And it'll be a good laugh at the end of the day. It'll be a good laugh and you can enjoy it. Now, the million dollar question, so to speak, is what TV shows are good for learning English? And the simple answer is, it depends. It totally depends on what you are into. There is no perfect show for learning English. Everybody says friends, right? Everybody, every teacher in the world, yeah, learn English by watching friends. If you search that in YouTube, there's a million videos. Me personally, I think friends is fucking boring. And I wouldn't want to watch it. So why would I watch a TV show that I'm not going to find interesting? I wouldn't. So, you know, it depends on what you're into. If you're into drama, go find a drama show. If you're into American period history shows, go watch something about that. There's an endless supply of TV shows in the world. Go find what's interesting for you because that way it's not going to feel like studying, is it? Which is a good thing. Now, I am going to give you a bit of a list um, of shows that people often watch when they're trying to do this kind of thing. So we got the classics, if you will. Uh, and that is things like Friends, you know, American comedy, sitcom, drama thing. You know, it's been around for a million years. Modern Family is actually pretty good. Uh, and Big Bang Theory, these kind of big American sitcoms. They're about 20 minutes per episode. They're nice and friendly. Nothing too bad goes off in them. So if you want something, you know, slow paced, um, something that's entertaining, it's kind of funny. Those shows are a good place to start, especially if you want to study American English. Drama. 
there's a million drama shows these days, um, especially like the big networks in America are making these really big kind of drama shows. Uh, for example, Breaking Bad is a great one, uh, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Suits, Stranger Things, all these shows, really big epic dramas um, that if you're into that kind of thing, whether it's sci-fi or crime drama or whatever, there's something out there for you. And it can be really good, it can be a little difficult because the shows are a little long sometimes, but they are very, very good. Um, in terms of comedies, American comedies especially, we've got stuff like The Simpsons. I'm sure everybody's heard of The Simpsons, right? Uh, classic, classic TV show, really funny, good stuff. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my favorites. It's a TV show about American cops in New York, very funny. A similar thing, Parks and Recreation, very, very funny TV show. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy those if you like comedies. Now, that all that stuff's kind of American stuff, to be honest. Now we're going to get on to British stuff, stuff I know a little bit more about. I grew up watching British TV shows. So, British TV shows, they're like the famous ones that people always point to. Stuff like Sherlock, you know, about Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. Peaky Blinders is one that's been quite popular over the last few years. Uh, Doctor Who, of course, if you're into your sci-fi kind of stuff. Downton Abbey is another one that people always point to. Depends what you're into. I have no interest in Downton Abbey. But Peaky Blinders looks alright to me. So, you know, pick what you like. My real love in life is British comedies. And I could give you a list this long of all the different comedy shows I like, but I won't, I'll keep it to stuff that people generally like, right? So British comedies, IT Crowd is fantastic. It's a story of two IT guys in an office, really funny. Uh, recently my wife watched it and she's from Brazil and she found it really funny even though she's got no interest in IT, but it's a good show. The Inbetweeners, The Inbetweeners is a British comedy about some Teenage guys, you know, 16, 17, 18, doing stupid stuff because they're teenagers. Very funny. Peep Show is another one. Very sarcastic, kind of weird British TV show, but very funny. Uh, and some classic ones that, you know, basically if you go on the BBC website, there's loads. There's loads. British people often like these um, quiz shows. It's, it's not a quiz show. It's like a celebrity comedian show that looks like a quiz show but it's it, not really a quiz i can't explain basically it's a quiz show with a lot of british comedians and stuff uh qi just the letter q and the letter i is a really funny tv show about general facts that people always get wrong and there's a lot of funny stuff on there so that's really good uh, i've also got taskmaster taskmaster is amazing it's basically British comedians doing ridiculous tasks to try and earn points. Very, very funny stuff. You can, I think you can watch that on YouTube for free, actually. And you don't really have to concentrate on it. It's not really the story. It's just a bit of fun. And 8 out of 10 cats is another one. Uh, 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. Really, really funny stuff. Um, the golden age for British TV shows was the like late 80s early 90s right um where there was a lot of like british comedy shows 
that. You know, keeping up appearances is one that is really funny. Um, we've also got things like um, Father Ted. Uh, it's a story about some Irish priests. Um, yeah, there was so much good stuff around them. Uh, probably after I've made this podcast on my website, um, there'll be an article all about TV shows. And, you know, you can check out a list there. And finally, I'm going to tell you my favorite TV shows that um, I absolutely love. The first one is a TV show called Bottom. Now, this is the script book for that TV show. I love this show. About these two guys, Richie and Eddie, um, living uh, a terrible life. (laughs) And it's just very, very funny. Um, Very slapstick, very Monty Python-esque kind of ridiculous TV show. Very good. I also absolutely love South Park. I'm a big fan of South Park. Very offensive humor, but I like that kind of thing. (laughs) And it makes me laugh a lot. Futurama is another animated TV show that I absolutely love. It's a great show. Check it out. So those are some TV shows that I recommend you check out if you want to improve your English. What are your favorite TV shows to learn English? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what your favorite TV shows are. And if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you're listening or watching to this podcast. I'd appreciate it. Don't forget to join the study squad. Um, that's dancenseenglish.com slash study squad and get the study hacks guide completely for free. And thank you very much for watching or listening. And I'll catch you in the next one.